it's Coach Simone Kelly here with another edition of Power Players. And today we're going to be featuring William Ashanti Hobbs. This is his second time back at Own Your Power Studios. And he's actually our first guest in our new studio in Miami. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, so honored to be the inaugural guest here <laughs> in the new studio. I feel so historical right now. Yeah, we're still under construction too, so you know you know, you must be family if we let you see the place looking like this. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> still boxes and ladders everywhere. Yes. but So much hope, so we, much potential. We make it work. Um, yeah, we'll be doing construction in the next um, month, so we'll have a brand new studio in October, so I'm going to really open it up to the public. Mm -hmm. But with that said, let's get started talking about what you do. So for those who missed uh, the last episode with um, William, we actually talked about his book, A Taste of Faith, Ultimus Prime. Yes. Uh, once again, uh, my latest novel, it focuses on uh, the role of men in dating and relationships. And the premise is uh, about a womanizing divorce attorney. His name is Darius James, and he's really enjoying himself, breaking up relationships here and there. That's his job. Suddenly, he's stricken with a medical disorder that limits him to only 100 more orgasms for the rest of his life. Oh. Yes, <laughs> yes. Needless to say, you got to be uh, kind of picky, kind of picky. You even got to wash yourself more carefully when you're in the shower because you don't want to lose anything. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So that book can be purchased on Amazon. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you can check out the website, which is ultimusprimed.com. That's U-L-T-I-M-U-S-P-R-I-M-E-D.com. So you also are a professor at Florida Memorial University. But today we're going to talk about your literary coaching mm -hmm. because that is also a, a very, um, I would say, high demand service that you have and Absolutely. and I, I come across people all the time that ask me oh I want to write a book can you help me write my book I'm like no but uh <laughs> Professor Hobbs can <laughs> I can help you market your book but you're very good at the the actual coming up with the structure and helping people with it so we're going to talk a lot about that today and um the first question I want to ask you is why should somebody write a book yes uh as I was saying everyone has an experience of some sort that they can share with someone else to inspire them. That's usually where uh, people get the first inkling of, you know, maybe I have something special to say. So by the time they reach me, they've shared the story with about 20 or so people in that interest. It becomes that one uh, discussion piece when they're at parties and everything to make everybody else pay attention and, you know, really tell us more. Mm -hmm. So uh, from there... You know, you see a couple of things on Facebook and you see some blogs here and there and you think, well, maybe I can do something with this because all authors were first time authors at some point. So um, someone will come up to me. Well, you know, I've been kind of thinking about writing a book. OK, about what? And I listen to them and somewhere in it, you can see the truth uh, of the power of this story and how it can really connect with people. So. Honestly, it's up to whomever it is um, how determined they are to really make it into a book as to whether or not it is going to be a book. And I guess the whole point of writing a book, you have to be a good storyteller at the end of the day, right? This is true. This is true. So um, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, you still have to be able to keep people's attention, I guess. Most definitely. So um, have you had any people come to you with a book, you know, say their names, 
that was not worth writing. Maybe you're like, uh, I don't know about that idea. Ooh, in the name, uh, well, <laughs> in the words of my grandma, yes, Lord. Um, <laughs> what it, what I find is, um, and it's the same thing, so it seems with music. You have people, they watch somebody, they hop on and do a little auto-tunes. It's the weakest little pop thing, but it's popular. It's all over YouTube. Right, right. So, hey, you know, I can write a book, uh, any little thing, and put some little scandalized, you know, situation and some trifling title and, <laughs> you know, some ratchet cover, and I'm good to go. No, there's more to it than that. Right. And so uh, I sympathize with producers and the like when they have somebody who really hasn't studied the craft step to you a step to them okay make me famous pretty much is what it is right 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 so yeah. have you had like a a major like um red flag that came somebody came to you with a book content that you were like no most of them come from my students i'm i'm a creative writing instructor so you have to write a story for a grade so then if they write a story and it's pretty well well received in class it's like well hey Oh, I might have a book. I'm right. Like, okay, this is a good short story. <laughs> Do you understand how many pages, what kind of story development we're talking in order for you to write a book? Oh, oh yeah, you know, I can do it, I can do it. And they never sustain it. I've, I haven't had a student as wow, yet to sustain really? it. Yeah. So that yeah. leads me to my next question. So what are some things to keep in mind when putting a book together? Um, and I'm, I know, let's just, for, for argument's sake, just focus on fiction, since that's pretty much more popular, I would say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so if somebody says, oh, you know, this is a, a great idea. And it's funny you said that. I'll use myself as an example. My first book, fiction book, I should say, at second glance, started off as a short story. Mm -hmm. And I, it actually was too long to be a short story. I think it was like 30 pages. And they mm -hmm. said it was kind of long. So I think a short story is, what, 10 pages, 15 pages, something like that? Yes, and then you Eight. start getting into being a novella. Okay, so I was told, I gave it to a few of my friends, and I, where's the rest? Everybody wanted more. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll try to write a book. But I didn't, when I first wrote my book, I didn't have, I didn't know how it was going to end. It was one of those mysteries. Right. I didn't know what was going to happen next. I didn't have an outline, so it was a very long book. And um, it actually took me a long time to even try to get um, a pub, uh, a agent because they said it was too long. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that for me, that's one of the things I tell people when they write in the book, at least have an outline. What are some other things you think people need to have in mind um, when putting a book together, like fact-checking, that kind of stuff? What yes. Um, well, it depends on how much you're going to put in your story as far as being realistic. The last two novels that I've written, they're here in South Florida. So when I talk about going down I-95 and pulling off a particular exit, I will go on to, if I don't drive there myself to remind myself, I will do the whole Google Maps thing. Oh, and wow, you're yes, really specific. Yes, uh, this particular palm tree right here that kind of curves <laughs> to the right or whatever, yes, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. So you have your research in hand, and then from there, I would say, a lot of people, they're leery of this, but it's really truthful. I would say find at least three authors that you are influenced by and that you like. Read them, not to say to copy from them, but just to see what works. Any successful uh, musician, they have grown from someone else, everyone. Uh, there's nobody in the world like Prince, however. Prince pulled from James Brown. Prince pulled from Jimi Hendrix. 
I mean, there's there's always someone before then. Right. So a lot of people feel that, oh, okay, well, I don't want to read anybody else because I, you know, I don't want to it, sound gonna like It's going to make that. your brain, yeah, start to copy. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get, I kind of get that idea, but um, you're right. You're like, you're this, you get ideas from people or, or, you know, you get inspired in some ways. There you go. You know, so, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. But yeah, the copying part is kind of... It's kind of rough, but yeah. I would say along with that, you can learn how to manage the flow of a narrative through someone else. Yes. For instance, uh, I learned from uh, Eric Jerome Dickey how to always have them wanting more right at the end of a chapter, uh, as if to say, okay, a cliffhanger source. Okay, well, you know, there's never a happy ending uh, per se um, at the end of a chapter because you want something to make the person turn Keep turning. Right. to the next page. Right. So you're not necessarily copying the author but you're picking up tips in order to be a better storyteller. And that's actually something that I, when I write, I look at it as each chapter is an episode on TV. So just how you Excellent. watch TV, you know, that's you're like, okay, one. what's going to happen next? I got to tune in next week. Scandal, you know. Absolutely. Soap operas. <laughs> yeah. So, like a soap opera. And, all, and another thing I've read was to always have um, some sort of conflict. It doesn't have to be like fighting, but something happening mm-hmm. that keeps you, you know. A story where everybody is happy is not a story. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about nonfiction? What are some things to keep in mind if they're writing a memoir or just some, some story about something that happened that's interesting? Uh, to be honest with you, the first thing I ask them is, okay, uh, do you have any issues with your family? <laughs> <laughs> Why you say that? Because, Uh-oh. and this is even with my, my own novels. I mean, when I first started publishing, I had relatives that weren't very nice to me. All of a sudden, be real nice. Well, we expected the oh, best. Oh, they scared that, that you're gonna write about them? Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, but you don't gotta put their names. True, but they know it's a, them. There you go. Guilty conscience. Okay. And then, of course, there's hey, he could blow up. Just be nice anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's that. Especially when you're talking about nonfiction, you're basically saying this is the truth. Right. This is the truth. So uh, you have to be very. Very cognizant of uh, the criticism that could come your way, not only from people who are in your immediate circle, but again, from what I see, it seems to hurt writers a lot more when they're criticized about something that's nonfiction. Really? As opposed to, yes, because, okay, you made something up out of it and like it, okay, oh, but this is about your life. No, this. But nonfiction doesn't always have to be about their life. It could be about, uh, you know, something that, like, for, like let's use, we're going to use Margot. Shout out to Margot Lee, mm-hmm. um, um, my girlfriend that I used to work with at HBO. She actually is an, is an author, and she wrote a nonfiction book about the, the black women uh, in Nassau that were writing a lot of the code and doing mm-hmm. a lot of mathematics that people didn't know, called Hidden Figures, and it's now a movie. Mm-hmm. So that had nothing to do with her. She just knew the women. She lived in the same town with the women, and she was intrigued and somehow got access to their journals and kind of and sat down and interviewed them and that, all that kind of stuff. So that's different. but True, but even in that situation, if you're looking at somebody else's life, there could be a relative like, no, you got that wrong. Okay. You didn't do this, you didn't do that, gotcha. so on and so forth. And then also, any... Uh, so fact-checking, really just having your facts straight. Yeah, but sometimes you can have your facts straight and that could expose somebody who was dead wrong in the first place. So they still feel in some type of way because you got your facts but right. But if you change names, that's what I would just say. If you're changing the name... Because, okay, perfect example. In my book, I was asking my editor, am I allowed to... Like I used like a restaurant name or she was like, yeah, you can use whatever as long as you don't say anything derogatory, you know, exactly. then you're good. You know, because right. I had like, you know, 
names of success, you know, celebrities and what have you. But you know, mm-hmm. she said, "No, you can keep it, but just as long as it's not nothing bad, they can come after you." Yeah, so well, as long as the, the nonfiction I'm saying has nothing bad, like mm-hmm, saying mm-hmm, Uncle mm-hmm. Bobo molested me. Kind hey, of thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But, now, now I would Bobo, say, where did I, I get would, that name from? <laughs> you in South Florida? You dealing with the South? Is what that is. Um, I would say though, and this is something my class is picking up on now. We're just starting this new semester. Um, and a, a saying is, fiction is the lie that tells the truth. So, Ooh, I like that. Yes. So whatever it is you come up with, if I look into it long enough, you're somewhere in it. Uh, Tyler Perry writes the stuff that Tyler Perry writes because Tyler Perry is Tyler Perry. Uh, but see, I don't know. Nah. We're trying to say Stephen King's a, mur- a mass murderer? Oh, no, no, under, no, no, no. Under, under but all that craziness? He, he got a sense of humor that will scare the living daylights out of you for sure. Right. I, so, I was, wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. So, if that's the case, uh-huh. are you Darius in your book? What? Oh, because I get offended when people think that no everything in my, my stuff. When everybody ahead. in my book thinks everything in the, in the book is actually happening to me, I have, yeah. a, I have an auntie that swears yeah. that everything that happened to Jacques is happening to me, mm-hmm. and I just try to change it up and make it a guy. I'm I like, th- really? I think what happens? Give me some is, credit as a writer. Can I yeah. use my imagination? They're gonna <laughs> say that everything is happening, to you and then they're gonna wait because I've had this happen before. <laughs> You're Darius completely. Uh, Are you serious? No, I'm not a lawyer. No, come on, stop playing. You know what I'm talking about? No, there's no limit to my stuff. There ain't no 100. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, ooh. Oh, that's what you meant when you said no limit. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> I limit. I got that joke. Okay, wow. Mary J. Blige. Boom, boom, boom. Love no limit. Okay. But uh, they'll throw everything at you like it's truthful and have you discredited. Have to defend, have to defend it? Mm, no, discredit it so they can find out what it is that is oh, true. Oh, okay, gotcha. That type of thing. Yeah, but see... The thing, this is what I would tell people if you're writing a book, don't do, what was the, the movie, The Best Man? Don't do that. Don't exactly. write the exact same character and everybody's the same, you just changed your name. Most of my characters are like three people or four people mixed together. Mm-hmm. It's not just one person. Right. And it, or some things are just, I, I made up, but you know, it's a, it's a mixture of things I've heard, you know. So be careful when you're sitting around authors because we're, we're taking notes, trust me. Please believe it. <laughs> don't do me wrong or you will wind up in a book. Dead. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so let's get get to the no nos. <laughs> Ultimate no nos of when preparing a book. Um, as if, as a literary coach, you're not editing the book, but no. you you are going to still have to kind of look at things and scenes and kind of critique things, right? And give Absolutely. some advice. Absolutely. So you don't want something that looks like a, a, a loose leaf with scribble scrabble, because I've seen people do that too. That they hand and stuff on paper, like handwritten. Most definitely. I think <laughs> what it is is even aside from handwritten, uh, technology has. Spoil people, or rather, I, I should say, condition people. Yes, has conditioned people to the point that okay, they're writing the way they talk all the time, right. all the time. And so, if you're putting something down, okay, so this guy said, well, I um, I don't know, um, you know what? Okay, yeah, I hear you saying ums, but I don't want all them ums and ums on this page. I don't need all. I get it. He's somewhat hesitant, but now it's. It's tedious. It's yeah. taking up space. It's, 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 it's grading on my nerves. Exactly. Right. So, um, oh, my goodness. I'll give you another example. People who clearly uh, they're talking or whatever it is as far as text is concerned. And then they say, OK, I want you to check out what I wrote. And they give you one big page long block of type. Ooh. 
Not no paragraphs. paragraphs. And do they put B4 with B in the number four? Yes. <laughs> you know. And so like. Uh, I can't stand uh, that. Like, look, me, myself, personally. I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't that three of you? <laughs> Why did you do that? Are you triplets? Well, what, what's happening here? You know, very lazy things that, you know, you could easily have tightened up on if you were paying attention in high school. Right. Okay. So um, it's a thing of mostly recognizing, okay, this is not texting. This is not uh, posting. This is not emails. Okay. Right. Speak you, you accordingly. Have to really, yeah, just really uh, make sure you're not. Yeah, because I, I, I'm actually thinking about, this is years before texting was even big, but mm. I had an intern that actually um, would write emails like that. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't say use guys. Oh, you, <laughs> Italian? In Long Island. Okay. <laughs> so you can't answer the phone. You know, you got to really yeah, tighten it up a little bit. Unless the character talks like that. I get it. This is true, but even but, then you use it sparingly. Right. Because it'll have the effect of, uh, for instance, my kids, when we have to read slave narratives. Whew. When I hear you read it, okay, I can get it. But seeing it on the page, it, it'll make your eyes bleed. You know? <laughs> Where's them use them goings, Ryan? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Mossel. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. And then it's very interesting because uh, they're, oh, man, our culture is amazing. I would read these slave narratives and the slave would say Mossel. And it would, <laughs> M-A-W-S-A-T. Oh, wow. They spelled it out, really? Yeah, and I'm like, okay, wow. But you would see them say other words clearly, and I'm like, Mosa, why can't they say that word? And I realized, okay, I'm protecting my psyche. The last thing I want to do is perfectly pronounce yes, master. Oh, okay. So let's talk about next, (laughs) about (laughs) how how to keep people engaged in a, um, a book because again that there needs to be a flow there mm-hmm. needs to be something mm-hmm. how do you create a page turner because oh. your book is actually a page turner it i put i think i read it in like four or five days mm-hmm. so and there's people that read books really quickly too you know in a day or two whatever so right. give us some quick quick tips okay uh carl weber once again eric jerome dickey masters not only do they have uh scenes where uh it's everything gets uh, difficult uh, at the end of a chapter, but the tension continues to rise. Um, at the ending of the first chapter, let's say some kind of love affair or whatever, uh, there's an argument. They they don't know, you know, if they're going to stay together. And then the end of the second chapter, another guy shows up. And then the end of the third chapter, the guy and the girl you know, they're working together and, you know, the girl is somewhat telling the guy about her problems at home and then so on and so forth. It's always making it, it's, how can I put it? They said a frog, yes, a frog, you can boil it to death if you slowly turn the water up. And that's what you're doing for the whole book. It's just getting a little bit more intense, a little bit more intense. And a frog doesn't recognize what's happening, so it'll stay and actually die. That is a really sad analogy. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sorry, doctor, I don't like that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> ribbit, ribbit. So the idea like is, the by the end of the book or whatever, you're so invested. Oh, I got to see what happened. You're going to keep turning the page, right. and there you go. You're boiled. Well, we, unfortunately, we have to wrap up. I don't like that. I really don't. But okay, I get it. 
<laughs> you know, I'm all for the animals. Uh huh. Um, all right. So I want to get started. I'm using myself as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wanted to get started to, you know, I have a book idea in my head. Maybe I have an outline. Maybe I just have the first chapter. I just mm-hmm. want to get started. So what would I have to do? to reach out to you to qualify because you like you, you don't take everybody because you, right. you have a lot high demand so time is valuable what happens first and foremost get in contact uh with me through my email which is william hobbs h-o-b-b-s 247 at gmail.com uh you tell me what it is you're trying to do and i will send you a questionnaire it's 10 questions to see where you are and from those 10 questions i can tell if you could be possibly be a good fit uh, if you're serious the whole nine yards and then if you pass that test then we'll do a consultation 30 minute free consultation just to see what's going on and then we'll start free. that's right that's very nice f-r-e-e okay and then after that the freeness ends <laughs> <laughs> back to reality back to reality um most likely, you have to be able to commit to producing at least 15 to 20 pages a month. Oh, okay. And, you know, that's, it? that's, at, at, that's what I'm saying, but it shows if you're serious. Right. So, you know, from there, I will look over what you have and we slowly but surely craft the book. Wonderful. So then after they finish the book, then you would probably set them up with an editor or, or if they can hire you to edit it, if, if need be, maybe not. Okay. Yes, but at the same time, it's always good to have, you know, quite a few eyes look at it. You know, yes, I'm going to look at it. I may miss something. Um, you have a couple people. And then after you have like maybe four or five, you need a marketer. You need someone to really get that book out there to the people. It could be a great book, but without a marketer like Say, <laughs> like Simone. I just started. You were so silly. I just started that. Simone is the truth when it comes to market. Wow. You know what? This is a one-two punch, ladies and gentlemen. This is this. Is, I'm emotional right now. I can help craft your book, and then Simone can take your book to the people. <laughs> wow. Well, he's he's being funny, but of course, um. You guys know I'm, I'm a business coach and life coach, but one of the things that I've been um, being approached about a lot is helping people with um, becoming a bestseller on Amazon mm-hmm. for one. And um, she should know. Yes, because I am one. Yes, that's right. Um, and then in a few months after that, I got a book deal with um, Harper Collins. So it's not mm-hmm. guaranteeing a book deal, but I can definitely give you the the guidelines and, and the steps to get your book out there to build a following and also to. Um, work on a strategy to become a bestseller on Amazon. So mm-hmm. thanks for the plug, William. Oh, so nice of you. All right. To. Well, everybody that's listening, we're so happy that you took the time to um, tune in. And we want you to stay tuned on Own Your Power and listen to some more shows. You know, keep it locked on, um, listen to all the playlists. Make sure you follow William on Facebook. Um, it's William Shanti Hobbs. Yes. On Facebook. He has a new fan page. Mm-hmm. And because he has no more room for friends. Sorry, no guys. More. He's so famous. No more. He's so popular. Um, on Instagram, he is William. A. Wait, hold on. Yes. Uh, William underscore. underscore. That's what it is. Uh, Shanti underscore Hobbs. So make sure you follow him, stay in contact, and take advantage of that free consultation. That is huge. Um, so make sure you reach out to him one more time to email, and then we'll post it up with this as well. Excellent. Email is William Hobbs, H O B B S, 247 at gmail.com.
Okay, and if you'd love to be in the Own Your Power Spotlight and you'd like to be a power player, please reach out to me at 877-545-7352. That's 877-545-7352. Until next time, William, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. We'll thank you for having me. We'll have you again next me. month. And, That's right. And uh, keep it locked on Own Your Power. Remember, anything you want is attainable. Own Your Power. Hey guys, it's April Atkinson from Lockstar Lifestyle in Charlotte and Miami. We are new to the Miami area, a salon that focuses on natural hair, natural treatments, blowouts, color, cuts, all types of styles. We only use the best natural products and we also retail everything we use. We have some handmade products, we have really cool accessories, and hopefully you can come by and have the Lockstar Lifestyle experience. Call us at 786-542-5777, or you can always book online at lockstarlifestyle.com. L-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E.com. Come on in, guys. Own Your Power Radio. Real soul and hip-hop. Just the way you like it.